What's up, guys? You are listening to the Toge Hour podcast. My name is Wade Best, owner of 129 Toge, and joining me are some of the area's most known individuals in the mountain pass scene. Here, we discuss the presence of US 129's Toge scene and the endless changing cycle of motorsport-related news. Real quick before the podcast starts, huge shout out to your sponsors, Toge Motorsports, for your parts and fluid needs to keep your Toge car on the mountain pass. Eurospec LSC here in Louisville, Tennessee, for your European automotive needs, and Douglas James Smith, Doug Speck Alignments. JZL Track Days, come join us on the track with Atlanta's premier HPD organization, and Carbon Candy for your full carbon aerodynamic parts needs. Thank you guys for tuning in, and hope you enjoy the episode. Hello guys, welcome to the Toge Hour, Season 3. Got Doug over there, he's having a great time tonight. We're going to get in with him here in a second, but Episode 2, hope you guys liked and enjoyed episode one we got back on recording a little bit earlier than uh what we have been doing so we're a week ahead again um so <laughs> <laughs> we can't even bring sean in oh, we, we have a couch. <laughs> oh, couch is super yeah. vape over there but anyways guys thank you so much for tuning in and listening i hope you guys are having a fantastic week weekend uh maybe a good monday if you're listening on monday but it's kind of a freestyle episode now we're going to talk about all sorts of things um one being the, I'm sure Doug is ready to hit this right off the bat, yeah. but oh. the Chicago NASCAR yeah, uh, right street turn, race um, bumper car session. The, the highlights from that are absolutely yeah. hilarious. So let's yes. just go ahead and just dive straight into that. Are we we have introductions? Here we are. I'm getting to that. Man. Just, you just hang out and enjoy your... Hold on, turn it around just a little bit. Aha, watermelon Celsius over there. Not my favorite, but it'll suffice. It's all right. It's not bad. It's not as good as oak. Watermelon. I'll agree with that. I've never been around car people that don't drink caffeine. Yeah. Like, uh, I tried it. I've, Doug, I've, I have tried to not drink caffeine. I become just miserable. Yeah. Doug was off caffeine for what, like eight uh, months? Like eight months, and I just, dude, you I cannot. stand him. Became a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're sick. You just can't work in the line of work that I do and not drink huh, caffeine. A lot of work. Ha! <laughs> Ah. <laughs> this man Get over it, here. Because that's Douglas James Smith, our local alignment man. Eurospec LLC, how you doing? Oh, I'm good, brother. A little more awake. I actually did drink an energy drink this morning. Good. So good It wasn't you. that good, though, but hey, whatever. Favorite car this week? Uh, probably a Porsche Cayman uh, today. I mean, it's, short, it's short week. No, not Fief's car. Um, it's a short week this week. Uh, it's a female-driven it's car, uh, five-speed manual. Uh, it's a nine eight one chassis. I think it's one that one that is second uh, gen. Yes. Yep. Uh, but the reason why I liked that one is because the fact that it just overcame uh, completely being the whole front end being totaled and reworked. Oh, so nice. somebody put a nine eleven turbo bumper on it. Oh, um, on a Cayman. On a Cayman. Whoa. The only thing I don't like about it is it's on Godspeed coilovers. God snow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's on Godspeed coilovers, and they're like it's pretty slammed. Um, but it looks pretty good. I, I don't have a lot of cars this week because we were closed Monday. Oh, that's right. And closed for the 4th. Uh, happy 4th, everyone. Uh, <laughs> belated. belated. Uh, but I had like three cars on Monday because I spent half my first part of my Wednesday working on Peef's car getting it ready for Jay Zilla Track Days. Jay Zilla Track Days. Speaking of our next sponsor. Under the Lights coming up July 15th. We'll be there all weekend. Having a great, fantastic time. Oh, yeah. Hopefully don't throw anything into NASCAR 3. No, let's not do don't, that. Don't do oh, that. Oh, I'm shuttling people out there in my Haggerty. I heard about that. The yeah. Haggerty uh, Wagoneer. No, I mean, I wish I had a Wagoneer. Yeah, I was going to say. I think it's worth more than my house. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Dylan Shelburne. Oh, oh Haggerty, I'm getting introduced. Haggerty Wagoneer for the weekend. 
Yeah, so I'll be a little shuttle bus. So I'm going to take... Uh, do you know Ryan Butts? Shout out Ryan. He listens yeah. to the podcast. So I'm. he's getting more towards track days. And so obviously he's like extremely well-versed in driving mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and so he's going to come out. And then Jody's coming. Austin's coming. I think Josh is coming as well. But we're... You know, you mentioned a while back that, you know, everyone was going to go and I miss going to track days, right? I, it's it's a good event to go to. I yeah, know a lot. It's my favorite one. So jo- Jody, Austin's dad, Austin's brother, and the stepbrother all together, one wagon. Family, family adventure. Family event. And we Bucky's. get to stop at the new Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did stop at, by the way. The, the new Bucky's is... Uh, Cluster. It's 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 weird. So it's the biggest Bucky's in the world, and it is I swear the smallest. I think it's small. It's small bathrooms, man. What? If you anyone listening to this podcast, if you get a chance, go to the Sevierville, you know Gatlinburg Bucky's and go in. It is super like wide open, almost like a Walmart that's getting like a rearrange. It's very wide open space, but you go into the bathrooms and it's like going into a Shell gas station. Really? I, I didn't really? like it when I went. And the candy aisles, they're like split in half. So it's usually rows huh. and rows. They kind of open it up in the middle like shopping aisles. It's not enjoyable. I didn't like the, uh, just to get in there. Like, it's different from every it other. So every other bucket is like right off the interstate. Yeah, I've heard it's a bitch right in. This one's like a roller coaster. It's it like, is. You Can't you get on the next exit too? I don't even know. I, I was I, I, I But you know what's better than a Bucky's exit? Haggerty insurance for your fun cars. Ooh. Speaking of the track day coming up, Haggerty. I always recommend if you guys are worried about tracking your car and potentially getting damaged, Haggerty does offer track day insurance. We own Motorsport Reg now. So, yeah. So, when you go on there and you're on Motorsport Reg registering for your Jayzilla track day after your Eurospec LLC alignment, spend a little bit of extra money to protect your car. Very nice. Uh, down there, sharing the same mic is Austin Simons, Simmons. our local instructor, Miata. Down there, flying around turn three, chasing a Porsche. How are you doing? I'm tired. He's tired. <laughs> You're probably going to hear him on the how the sound will go with the equalization. You will probably hear him at the bottom of your car if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. or the bottom of your headphones, because he is quite literally sitting in a racing seat below the microphone. Yep, on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but good to have you here. Uh, Long time no see. Not seen you in like two years. Sometimes. Thomas Couch, the Miata man. <laughs> You'd be like that. Not driving, just, a, not driving a lot of Miatas right now. What? what? Nothing happened. I'm just uh, trying oh, to keep... scared me. Just trying oh, to keep... <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm just trying to keep a little miles off the RSs because I've already got close to 1,100 miles on those tires. Okay. Mm. Somewhere around 2,400 on the engine itself. Quick sidebar, I got Ashley to order the 71 RSs, and they're going yep. on the fit because she is going to be tracking the fit at Charlotte. Going to be breaking the suspension on the most rigid the vehicle brand new suspension. The brand new BC She has series. brand new coilovers. I heard yep. about that. Which, I will say, Couch and I talked a couple weeks ago, right? And I'm not a big fan of BCs. I will gladly apologize. I have now ridden in her car. Granted, she was on blown out. Doug has pictures. <laughs> oh of her. God, they're so yeah, bad. I've seen them. But I've, they're I've not as bad. Them. And I will, I will own up to this and be accountable. Couch, I apologize for crapping on BCs. They're not as bad as I thought they would be. Right? They're not like a JRZ two way. They're not supposed to be. They're priced very affordably. Cars so much better now. Yeah. Oh, I, so. dude. When I pulled those things off, number one, it was a total fight because the way they made the top hat piece to them. It this was is like a 2012 a, Honda Fit, by the way. I yeah, it was a bowl. And the bowl from the water off the windshield would get straight into the top hat and just literally rust it out. When I pulled the cap off of it, 
when I was finally able to, it literally threw up rust. A mummy fell out. Ew. <laughs> no, I remember riding on that car, and it was sitting on exploded bump stops. It was miserable. It but she bad. was like, RS is coming in. She just got a brand new windshield, new coilovers, she new brakes are coming in. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say a little side quest about the BCBR series. If you turn the dampening up on the stiffer side, they mm-hmm. are kind of... Pushy. Stiff. They are very <laughs> log cabiny. Yeah, well, Doug cranked it all the way up I on did. the front, Cranking and Ashley up. took it up, and she's like, uh... No, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was way too stiff. I, yeah. I dialed it back. I think she's at like ten clicks or something. Steering wheel is the hardest vibration ever. Yeah, it, it was aggressive. But enough about Honda Fits before. And beside me, our local wakeboard hero for this weekend. <laughs> That's right. Been out there shredding it, dude. I've been ripping all weekend. I'm I'm sick of the lake. Honestly, I've been in there the last five days. Shred there, it, bro. Turn me out. Shred it, bro. But now I've got a. Like I said, we're going to the going to the track coming up. I got to get the BRZ and do some I think stuff to everyone Wait, here are, will be are going. you going to the track yeah, you'll be there too yeah. oh my goodness yeah, I'll be so there too it'll be like 60% mountain people yeah, yeah. Or it sounds like you know. most of the 129 Toge group is going to be you there. realize I, I got over 10 people to sign up for Green Group Green Group's officially sold out by the way oh yeah I, I that James time to cut Doug a commission check uh, oh he got a free track day. yeah he got a free track day. <laughs> Yeah, he gave me Barber. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, he gave me the absolute hookup. I was not, I did not ask for any of it. He was just like, uh, man, I, I appreciate you preaching the gospel. Yeah, you know, gospel. preaching the gospel is what he always says. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, uh, you know, what track days are you looking at doing this year? I'm like, well, I got Charlotte. He goes, he goes, how do you feel about Barber? And I'm like, I've always wanted to do it. And he's like, well, 575 bucks just got deposited in your motorport reg account. There you go. And I'm like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, James awesome. He hooked me up. Uh, Got my, I guess I rolled my track deal from last year. I didn't get to go, but uh, yeah, I got to do some stuff to the BRZ. I got to fix. I definitely got to fix the splitter before we go down there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the deal is with that. Something's loose. Or the only thing I have to do is just front pads. Got to do a full change. Hopefully, get down and to the and get them to flip my tires for him. Flip that man and tire. maybe an alignment. Flip these tires. Uh, you better hurry up. What's your um, schedule for next week? Oh, oh crap. Oh, but, oh, yeah. Austin's not driving his car. Um, yeah, you guys might want to hurry up. Let's get your appointments made before I leave today. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Did I tell you this? Uh, Gavin Ross. Gavin, yeah, yeah, Gavin. The yeah. tall man. Tall man. Uh, the Civic? Yeah, he's repping the Civic. He's, he's the, Civic. Yep. the Civic is currently at Mad Mike Tuning, mm-hmm. getting finished up, and then it's coming to me. He ordered AO52s, um, oh, I think HP Pluses. And he's got a set of PRL uh, bump stop tie rods he oh sent my to my shop. He's going hard. Fief uh, to Yoko. The Yokohama. Yokohama. The Yoko equivalent. Yeah. It's their 200. Okay, I was thinking it's, it was like the 60 tread where the, they all run over in Japan. It's no. the only <laughs> tire to score higher in wet grip or dry grip than the 71 RS. I think that's what. Is that what Amber's running? No, no she had that, Apex right. V601. She went back to a, Ari's. I just oh. mounted him up. I just mounted them up. But yeah. she was on the 300 Apexes that Jody now has. Uh, correct. I dropped yes. them off at correct. his house. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I took off her tires and then Jody took them. And I don't, they're not on Jody's car yet. It is, I will say. So since I've started with Haggerty, right? I got rid of the 86, I got the TIG 1. Right. And I was talking to Austin about this at the gym. It is so nice not spending money on cars oh, right I'll now. Say. Mm-hmm. But. I have decided on the next car finally. And I swear, Wade, I know you want to do your thing. I'm not going to spoil the surprise, but I want that car so bad. 
The one that's <laughs> sitting outside the garage right now. I know. I want to buy. I talk to. I probably ask Wade two, three times a week. I'm like, let me buy that. I'll buy it right now. Which that's going to be my new daily. You're talking about the white one. I'm oh, not going to say what it is, but the white one out there. Oh, no, yeah. not that white one. Like, that white oh, one's oh, very like, broken. <laughs> We were pointing at uh, Chevy's S14 that's been broken for a while. <laughs> I was like, you said right outside the garage. Yeah, that motor is uh, well torn apart right behind you. Yeah, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Hey, and speaking of being torn apart this weekend, oh, what about <laughs> crying alone in what turn six NASCAR just bomb uh, session? Chicago yeah. NASCAR. So okay, car. I'll, I have some uh, stats for you for this this race. Remember, I am Mr. NASCAR for Mr. this Mr. NASCAR podcast. himself here. Um, eighty four percent of people who went to that race had never attended a NASCAR event in their lives. That's good. Wow, that is so good. Huge, for huge, yeah. huge. Yeah. Despite the rain, it downpoured, mind you. They had to cancel the rest of the Xfinity race because of how, how much rain they had. A, they set a record for most rainfall. In a short amount of time in Chicago that weekend, um, there was tires in the pit lane that could float. Yeah, I, I saw the pictures, yeah. man. Yeah, there were there yeah. was a camera in pit lane that was like on the ground, like showing just the whole thing, and they showed it like over time filling up, and it was like probably I don't know four inches underwater, four, solid, yeah. even more it potentially. What's going on? In <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> they can't even afford their infrastructure. Another thing is uh, this race was on shown on NBC. This was the most watched NASCAR race on NBC since Daytona 500 in 2017. It's oh. pretty interesting when you add right turns. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it at the lake. I was walking around. It was, it was huge. It was there was an average of like 4.7 million viewers or something. It was massive. Yeah. Oh my god! It's uh, yeah. like more than a World Cup. Maybe match. they'll take some notes. No. Hey, add have, right turns. Right turns. Well, okay. So, so you guys, that's the, always the biggest joke is oh, well, why there's never. Right turns in NASCAR. Um, used to be back in the 90s, Earnhardt era, and before, you had two you t- had two tracks. You Sonoma had Sonoma and, and Watkins Glen, and that was it. Now, they have six road courses. They've had this for the past four or five years. They have the Charlotte Roval, which is where we're going to next weekend. Yep. They have yeah. Watkins Glen still. They have Sonoma still. And they've ran both layouts, both the NASCAR layout and the full layout. Wow. Um, uh, let's see here. Daytona the, Infield. I was going to say, do they run the Daytona Daytona Infield, infield they've, yep. they've ran a couple times, uh, even in the rain. Um, they also run Coda as well. They ran Circuit of Americas. They run NASCARs at Coda? Yes. Yeah, I, th- I have seen that. Yeah, because oh. Optic Gaming had a car that was sponsored there uh, yeah. this year. I drove Coda once, and I could not imagine a NASCAR on there. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is it? Road America, they did not run this year. They they flip-flopped that with Chicago. Okay. Um, but the Xfinity series is going to Road America, though. So there. So for everyone listening, and clarify for me because I'm ignorant when it comes to NASCAR, there are more NASCAR street course, road course races road coming course. this year. Uh, they are changing the schedule every year. Like, there's mm-hmm. never going to be the same spot. They don't know no, this year what, oh, what all's happening. This so people year, can prepare to watch. This year, what, what do they have left as far as road courses? Yes, because that obviously generates a ton of views. A lot of people that listen to this like left and right turns. True, true. So uh, I believe they still have Watkins Glen to do. Okay, and they have um, they have the Roval to do. I believe that's the only two road courses left in the season. Imagine if they win around Road Atlanta. 
I would that would be I, incredible. If they if the Michelin Goodyear contract That's thing, the only problem. Right. Would yeah. Just seize and desist for like a second. Oh yeah. Let them go around, dude. You, could you imagine a NASCAR on the backstretch going in the 10A? Oh, could you imagine 36 cars entering 10A together? Right. Bam, that would bam, be bam, bam, Yes. Oh, I have an odd question. So, I, oh, Austin's going. Just I was going to say uh if you want to see very similar to that, just go watch Trans Am racing. I'm yep. about to say, they yeah. have Trans Am Racing, and then they have some of the vintage stuff they bring NASCARs out there, too. Oh, yeah, the oh, Midi. Oh, the, the Midi at Road Midi, Atlanta's. yeah. Dude, it's getting big. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, I think was, I got rained out last last time. Though. I was doing some event for Haggerty, and I remember I couldn't go. I'm going to miss Petite this year, because oh. like I'm the Tennessee Haggerty guy, and uh, the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival is the same weekend. Which, Chattanooga's getting all their rally stuff yeah, coming. Yeah. And I've out. been in talks with the guys over at Ford, and it's getting... Because Ford's backing the whole thing. They're oh. doing a test run this year. In early September, they're going to be out there running the actual course. So the spectators? You know? uh, it should be. Yeah, we're finalizing details because they want us to obviously sponsor some of it and finalizing some details. I don't know if I'm even allowed to talk about that. but We'll yep. leave it as a cliffhanger. Well, I mean, I just said that Ford's backing it, but but Ford came in and they're like, "Yeah, go ahead." One twenty nine leaks. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Charlotte or the Chicago race. One thing that was very different: they had a first time winner and a first time driver Ooh. for the first time since nineteen sixty three. But this dude is this guy's the he's shit. He's not. He's not just some shitty driver. He's not. What was that? Man, bumping. Someone's <laughs> With the uh, 15s beating in the back. He races V8 supercar. Who was uh, In Australia. New Zealand. Uh, what was his first name? Shane. Shane Van... Oh, Gisbergen. Yeah. Gisbergen, yes. Gisbergen, yes. Gisbergen. Yeah. Sir. Did you die? No, no he dropped his... Oh. He died. Oh, he a water so he, he raced like... What, what's the... V8 supercar. Panorama and all that. Pan, uh, Panorama. Uh, he's raced in, in 24 hours of... Um, Daytona. Daytona, I think he's even done 24 hours in Nürburgring as well. Yeah, but um, uh, definitely yeah. Got Oh, you uh, put yeah. him on a road course in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. So, so yep. here's the brand. big thing, though, okay? Here's the big thing. Here's the things he has to overcome. Number one, he's not a street course racer. Number two, he does not left foot brake. He, he, he does clutch and heel toe. Yes. Where everybody else in NASCAR uses heel or, uh, left foot braking. And he drives on the right side of the car, not the left side. And this car was set up to go left side. So, I will say, at least for me, it's not really hard for me to adapt. Cause, so, I drove the Miata and the highs, which I know is very different when of racing, of course. But, I don't know. I could just kind of flip back and forth, and it, it, it didn't really bug me to switch back and forth. See, I, I could see that, too. I totally could. But the thing is, it's like, on like maybe a track day or something like that, I could see you getting used to it. But the thing is, it's like, this, was, this guy's competing against the best in NASCAR. No, for sure. Um, also, does... I don't. I doubt they do, but I'm going to ask anyway. Um, does NASCAR do like driver rankings? Not really. No. No. no not no. like. Uh, I mean, they have like their their front runners, the guys who usually finish top. Well, yeah, tens. I wasn't sure if they did like uh, driver rankings, kind of like uh, Lamal does. Nah, no, which is not. good that they don't because. Um, Fix your crap, Lamal. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of right hand turns, I don't know if we wanted to keep talking about NASCAR, but there have been some hefty developments. A lot of people. That listen to this really love the 8.6 chassis. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, man. I talked to the guy that released. I don't know. Sean, do you know about all this stuff that's going down with the second Gen 8.6? Talking about the uh, where they did the old test. So did... I talked to him yesterday, like last night for hours, right? The, the guy that's doing the... Uh, 900 BRZ. The, yeah, the baffle yeah. testing. I just yeah. seen his post on Instagram. Did you see back. what happened after I've they put a baffle in the car? No. Nothing. <laughs> they blew an engine. <laughs> they blew it up after putting the baffle After in? the baffle because yeah. they had the same exact pressure drops. You're ta- So for anyone that's unaware of this whole thing that's going on, right? So... Second gen 8.6s and BRZs have been blowing up like left and right. Yep. I mean, it's been bad. Mine blew up. I know tons of people that are having issues with theirs. The first guy who had his blow up um, that got all the attention last mm-hmm. year still doesn't have his car back because. What? Because uh, uh, whoever it was, Subaru Toyota, parked his car outside and it got hail damage. Oh, oh God. So he's oh, had a big old rip. thing with them. Shout out Blake. I know he doesn't listen, but poor guy. But uh, so some guys got together out in California and they went to like Thunder Hill, Streets Willow, Button Willow, and I think Chuck Walla. And they started doing some testing and they noticed that the joke right now is that the new 8.6 is built for NASCAR because under right hand turns, yeah, that's where it fails. it's like a 40 PSI oil pressure drop. You're Holy. talking like 65 to 25. Now, yeah. this wasn't with any other Subaru engines, just this one? Just it's, the it, FA24. Yeah, even, even the new WRX that has the FA24 turbo what engine. What is this so different? What, why so so different? apparently there is a little opening going f- between the oil pan and the timing cover. It's okay. like half of a millimeter. And... The oil pan under, I guess, right-hand turns ramps the oil into that little hole and shoots <laughs> it into the timing cover. And also the, the FA engine design is terrible. But but we were talking about NASCAR and that made me think of the whole right-hand turns thing yeah, because yeah. these 8.6s are blowing up primarily under right-hand turns. But if anyone is looking at a second-gen 8.6, I would seriously hold off. You know, Toyota teased the whole putting the GR Corolla engine in the next Gen 8.6 and that they're not going to be partnering with Subaru. But Subaru has a contract until I think it's 2028. So if they end up doing this... They'd probably be a third gen. No, so Subaru wouldn't make it anymore, but they would be required to build the 8.6 in the Subaru factory. Yes. Because they're they're contractually obligated. It's a big, solid FU. (laughs) Yeah, but I was... uh, you know, I was reading about all this, and like I was gonna go get another second gen, but I am so holding off on you that. Hold man. off, yeah. I just weird. don't understand how. I mean, you would think because I mean they market these cars for like it's like a off the shelf. You can take it to the track and have fun. I mean, they not would according get, to them, yeah. they are not warranting a lot of these engines. Which is insane. well, that's what that's what I'm saying is because they market it to everybody is like. Oh, you can take it to the track. They, I remember they were they were giving you like a free track day if you bought one. Toyota was offering a you had a free NASA track day. Yeah, if you bought one, and people are like, are they rejecting clips. those? Huh? Are they rejecting those now? That they're not warranting shit. No, they're like, yeah, go track it. But <laughs> if it blows up, it's on. Bum, bum, bum. It's well, and Subaru came out after 900 BRZ posted all these videos, and a Subaru rep came out and they were like. Well, of course you're not going to cover the engines. They were abused. Yeah. And there has been such an uproar in the 8.6 community. But if you're looking at getting a second gen 8.6, I would recommend holding off. Or And it, it sucks for people that already have them, like Council's brother and now his dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people we know, it's like you can't even baffle it to fix it. And the FA20, the first gen, if you have a first gen 8.6, you're probably fine. Yeah. No. Question. So, go ahead, Austin. Did they baffle it? 
um, after they did some driving with it, or did they have like a brand new engine then baffle? They had a brand new engine. They had a brand new, yeah. And they and they also did a single stage baffle that was just like where the oil pan meets the yeah. engine, and they had a two stage baffle which Gretty makes and a couple other eight six companies make like aftermarket companies, and they tested four or five different baffles, all the same. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been in testing for like three weeks, and they finally gathered all the data. So what is happening on uh, 900BRZ's uh, Instagram, where I read earlier on from one of his posts, is what's going on is on right turns, the oil is sloshing mm-hmm. into the timing cover. That little hole that the I was talking hole about. Yeah. In the front, and it's sloshing into the timing cover, and it can't come back out. Right, yeah. Even with a baffle in it, because he tested, um, I think it was, uh, I think he beta tested uh, Killer B's baffle. They made a baffle mm-hmm. for it. That's and, when the car blew up. Yeah, and so. <laughs> I got him on. I've got a, well, I've got the oil pickup, and then I've got a Marasso mm-hmm. pan. So, and so, and even with their baffle in it, it was still sl- allowing it to slosh through the hole. Those cars are so good. Especially the second gen, because like they improved the power steering motor and a bunch of stuff yeah. without getting too boring and boring. Everyone's listening to this, but man, those engines suck. I am so ready to build this car and just have a nice eight six with a Honda engine in it. There you go. Yeah. And there was he was saying that it was like a a, hey, mi- back. a minimum hey. of eight psi oil pressure drop per every time the oil pressure would drop. It was a minimum of eight psi every time. You know what I would rather have. Okay. Oh, then a new A6. He's going to say Javelin. A mid-engine Japanese car. Oh, what a segue as Wade comes back. Perfect we, timing. We were Perfect. chatting about this earlier. So what is the best overall mid-engine, mid-ship, mm. flip your cappuccino over? Cappuccinos are front-engine. Oh, sh- <sighs> sorry. I was thinking of uh, I was thinking the of Honda Miata. Beat. Not even talking about rear-wheel drive. I was just thinking like when he... Like went for the gun. Oh, right. Initial D. Over. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the captain. It was the Miata. That's right. Shout out to Initial D, by the way. I started rewatching that. God, I learned so much from that show, dude. So good. The Such cappuccino, that was like the secret weapon in the rain. Oh, yeah, wow. the rally yeah. driver. Yeah. Own yeah. a hospital. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. That's right. But what's the best? The best what? Mid engine mid engine car or mid engine Japanese car? Mid engine Japanese car. It doesn't get talked about a lot other than competition. Like, oh, Ferrari killer. I'm going to go ahead and start it out with a Toyota Heist. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. This man is hauling people around. Wagoneer! Speaking of, when I was, like, really dumb and first getting into cars, I said, I want a manual mid-engine car. And the only two cars that popped up were an Audi R8 and a Toyota Previa. <laughs> and it has been so funny over the years that so many people like the Toyota Previa. But if I had to go for it, I'm just going to be that guy. Now, are we saying mid-engine? Can it be a front mid-engine? Yeah, as long as, the, you know, the engine isn't behind. Well, because technically the S2000 is a mid-engine car. So what if- I don't even count my own car being that. But it is. <laughs> technically speaking, it is. But I'm just going to call it NSX. Behind the seat. NSX. Yeah. That NSX. is one of the cars I still... I've driven a lot of stuff. I want to drive an NA2 so bad. I just... That engine, I think it's... A V6 makes perfect amount of torque. Especially if you could, like, J35 swap one of those. Which is, like, sacrilege. But I want to drive an NSX. It's theoretically the perfect formula, right? Manual, mid-engine. Aren't they double wishbone front and rear? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect what was, balance. What was the changes... 
with the NA1 and the NA2. Pop ups. Pop up, up, up and down headlights. Is that it just for. No, I'm sure you nah, I'm There's sure you more, can go on for days. But Let's look it up so we don't make the people mad. Austin, Austin was going to say something. So, so, I'm saying, oh, go ahead. <laughs> so, I think, in my opinion, one of the best mid engine cars is the Suzuki Escudo Pikes Peak car. <laughs> Excuse me? So, do you have a picture? Did you I just do. cuss at me? <laughs> it's hard Whoa. to say. So, this car had a couple different variants. Um, one of the variants was actually a twin engine design. One in the front and one in the back, so we're going to count it. Um, <laughs> both engines made 450 horsepower each. God. Which, you know. Not another horsepower. <laughs> and then they had a V6 uh, mid-engine version as well. So, either way, really, really fast. One of a few hill climbs. Just really, really cool. I'm calling doesn't count because they never made a production version. Mm. I will uh, update on the NA1 versus NA2 NSX. The NA1 is lighter and more rigid because no T-tops. The mm. NA2 is like 100 pounds heavier. I got you. But this everyone likes the NA... What? So I thought you were doing my bad. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I just stared at you so intently. I apologize for that. That was really aggressive. <laughs> but um, the NA2 has pop-ups. But the NA2 is like 30 grand more expensive. But, Which I would but yeah, have first I would love... I would really love to drive an NSX because the last mid-engine manual car I drove was a massive disappointment. Which was the Lotus Avora GT. Mm-hmm. I have looked at that car. Technically speaking, it should be perfect, right? Supercharged V6, double wishbone front and rear. It has the brakes. It has the, the lightweight. It has everything that should be right in a car. And I had not a miserable time, but it was just not enjoyable. I'm not really, I'm not a huge fan of those cars anyways when it comes to drivability. I just felt like there's better driver cars out there. I mean, Lotus is up there, right? The Elise, the Exige. Ooh, I forgot about the Exige. Right. Well, that's not Japanese, right? Hey, it has but a Japanese engine, though. It does. Well, we qualify that. Okay. But uh, Sneaking in there. But the Avora, a lot of people talk about the new Avora GT and the Avora 400 being like the modern NSX that Acura should have made versus like the hybrid right. NSX, right? And then I drove this, and the, the old NSX, the JDM NSX, could only be better because this was such a disappointment. And it was like hydraulic steering and everything. It, theoretically, the Lotus Avora GT or Lotus Avora 400 is the perfect car. I hated it. And I could finally cross it off my list. I'd always looked at one. I was like, this should be the perfect car. Drove it. I was like, never mind. I drove that, and then I drove Matthew's Boxster Spider, and that was immediately more fun. Oh, what? yeah. You don't like rear engine Camrys? <laughs> Mid engine. <laughs> Mid engine. But no. Well, Close I, enough. I feel like the Exige was just. I've never particularly been a fan of. You like the Exige? No, I've always been an Elise fan. I like the Exige better, personally. Because supercharged? Or, or because hardtop? Oh, I was saying, I have two Bold? tops, but I'll bring up one. The, have you seen the video of Eric and Senna driving the... In his loafers? Yes. yes. <laughs> He's driving in his loafers. It's hilarious. That's so cool. Yeah, that's if, cool. If you guys haven't seen that, you should go... If you type in, like, Eric and Senna NSX, yeah. it is... Hilarious. He apparently had a lot of, like, input when they were... Yeah, he helped yeah. develop mm-hmm. the NSX-R. Yeah. Well, he was, like, wild, widely loved in Japan. Because he raced for Honda. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why they were like, yeah, come to I Suzuka. I completely forgot us. until we started talking about it, but my background is, is his Instagram is Ronald Type R, if you don't follow him. He has a C43 AMG, and he has that, and I made that my background the other day. Then why is his name Type R? He, he used to have a Type R. Also, okay. 
<laughs> have you seen the guy? I'm sure we all have at this point, but the guy who has a rooftop tent on his NSX. Yeah. Oh, oh, so cool. Oh, trailers, that thing? Yep, yeah, trailers. He, has, he has a, no, he does a trailer. He pulls a trailer with it. Oh, he pulls another half <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 yeah, and um, Biggest it, it has, um, I, so I took a picture of him when I was a Killboy photographer yeah. when he came through, and he posted it, and I messaged him, and I was like, hey, I took that photo, and he is the nicest person. Larry Chin has a video on his car. Like, he is so cool, and he's actually going to be back out here for the NSX thing this year. So, but very, very nice guy. You got to have some money, though, to chop an NSX in yeah, half. Yeah. This is my trailer now. Even buying a salvage one, you're still in at, like, 20. That's the only Honda I'll never probably buy. Whoa. Why? You're a Honda guy. Oh. No, I just can't afford it, dude. I want one. What yeah. would you What would you pay for an NSX? Being, like, Mr. 60. Honda. 60? 60. For an NA1? I mean, whichever you at that point, care. it doesn't matter. NSX, NSX. Would you sell your Hondas to buy that mm-hmm. Honda? I would sell the Integra and the uh, the S two thousand for one. But the only reason why I wouldn't sell the R is because the R That's is such a good daily driver. Exactly, you just said yeah. it yourself. Yeah. Now, would I track the NSX? Oh God. I would be too afraid. Oh, I mean, I'd have to put major Haggerty on it, man. I would have to. Yeah. I would. I would have to. But that's one of those to where it is cheap enough to where, like, if, like, I would track that at, like, AMP, slow enough, fun enough. <laughs> I would not track that at Road Atlanta. Because these cars are 20, 25 years old. Yep. Oh, you'd break a windshield at Road Atlanta. No, imagine, <laughs> that, like, a caliper seizing and having the Mason happen. Oh, God. Which, Ma- yeah, Mason yeah. was going down into 10A at Road Atlanta, went to hit the brakes, and he had a rear caliper season. It shoved him into the wall yep. at, like, at least 100. The left side of the wall. Who hasn't seen the photos? I it have was, the photos. Uh, I was there for that. Yeah, it was like, a, I, think yeah. it, I think he Red said it was like 120 at Gridlock South. In, an, in, in a 240, by the way. 100 miles an hour into a wall in a 240. In a tin can. Nope. Yeah. Oh, he was probably on more than 100. That, that car's so weak, it wouldn't even be a tin can. It'd be a nine can. Ooh. 240s are <laughs> fragile. So, I have another midship rear engine hero. MRS. I was watching the hot version video with the uh, oh the frog the, yep, toge, the, the toge sprint. What is it? Is that what it is? The black and blue. Yeah, yes, dude. That car sounds so good. Car and and it's also uh, I posted that the hot version ranking board. Mm-hmm. It's like top ten all time, which is crazy. It is like it's like they took an eight Toyota's like all right guys, we got to build something that can compete. Can be yes, dude. Yeah, dude, that car is so fast. It's stupid how fast those cars are. Uh, it was like this is perfect. Didn't you say that one of the you know you've been driving in the mountains for a long time? Didn't you say when uh, who had their MRS? Luke. Luke's Luke Patterson, which we brought him up plenty of times. His MRS had just I think seventeen by nines on it, RT six sixties on stock suspension with a hard dog. That was the first thing he did to ever because he had his accident and everything. He put a hard dog dual diagonal for an MRS in it, and that car. I'm telling you, it was so fast for something with just sticky tires on it. And that it just probably didn't make sense. Probably all in, he was maybe ten grand, yep. maybe. Yeah, I would love one of those cars. And I'm telling you, a car that I had to work to like get stay with, right? Yeah, definitely not bragging. I had the faster car, but if he put a gap on you or got away, you're like, dude, I gotta work to catch up to this guy. Yeah, it's just stupid. I literally lined one today. I drove one a, today. A, an MRS, a yellow one. Yes. How did you fit in it? I fit comfortably. The fitment's fine. You definitely feel more low slung. Like the uh, the the door cards are a bit high up, so you can't like you know rest your arm out unless yeah. you're probably a tall boy. 
Um, I Doug honestly, at me. that's why I asked. You're the tallest the, guy here, I think. Sean's taller than me. Sean, are you taller now? We're gonna do a height check. Sean, how tall are you? Maybe Get on that wall, foot, boys. Okay, yeah, I'm six foot, so. Okay, right, well, right never mind. All right, an inch. all right. So tall boy, more than that. Tall boy and little baby man. But I didn't like it, honestly. The MRS. I Did you take like it. it down? What's that road that's near your, the pink whatever road? Uh, pink, let's call it pink, pink slip road. pass. There you go. Hey, have you no? Have you driven the road near Eurospec? It's like pink light road. It is a balls out tailgate road. Yeah. The, the one that goes down ramp. Yes. Yeah. It is yeah. so much fun. We took the CRX down at one Yeah, we did. Take oh my god. <laughs> we were dude, we were flat out like forty miles per hour. hour. Yeah. That car is. Yeah. You know, speaking. Fun story. That car's still living. Still running, same engine. Speaking of fun Hondas, we we're talking about mid-engine cars. I know we have the NSX. Shout out Honda Beat and the S660. So, I've actually driven a few uh, a Honda Beat a decent amount, including up at the Gap, and it's one of my more favorite cars to drive up there. Didn't gears and gasoline? Yep, just so, did a, a yes, thing with them. Yes, they brought one up there. I, I drove Caleb's. Um, and I really, really enjoy driving Caleb's. Like it was, it definitely needed, it was on whatever pads was from Japan and brake fluid, whatever was from Japan. So they it overheated pretty quick. But it was just a lot of fun. Like you could rotate the back end really easily under brakes, kind of under power, but it's still a K car. So okay. <laughs> but, well, K cars are only supposed to make like sixty horsepower. Yeah, exactly. But you know that's what I'm meaning. So you didn't really want to rotate too much under power, but you mm-hmm. can get it if you really worked it. But it was just a lot, a lot of fun. I've driven the Cappuccino, did not like it as much. Did not drive an AutoZam, but I sat in the AutoZam, and I can tell you right now, that thing is not fun. Yeah, <laughs> just I'm, by I'm very cramped in, in that car. Yeah, I'm, I'm five foot three, five foot four, and I was cramped in an AutoZam. So, slight update. I was looking at NSXs just for fun. Uh, the NA2 has a six speed, the NA1 has a five speed. Ooh, I just wonder if that changes the ratio, like the gearing ratio. Probably. Yeah. But I was just reading. Kanka, you know. But, so thing. on gears and gasoline thing that they did with the uh, the K car road trip, where they had the Honda Beat and the Cappuccino, they blew up. I think it was a total of five K cars. Tall. Band. Yeah, they they really yeah. blew up a lot. Yeah, they blew up like four or five oh. different K cars, including the Honda 67. Beat, Cappuccino, and like two or three others. Just Tallbin by himself spent like twenty thousand dollars on K cars. Also fits in an MRS. Yep. Just saying. So, personally, I've helped do a head gasket on a Honda Beat. Mm-hmm. I would rather cut off my left nut than do a head gasket. <laughs> 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 um, He's letting it all Damn. Out. <laughs> so, it was genuinely, I mean, we didn't have a lift. It was just solely on the ground, and yeah. it was a genuinely terrible experience. That's like working on those smaller cars. has got to be a nightmare. Oh, yeah. No, and like I said, especially trying to do a head gasket in a garage with like generic tools which is what we were doing because we're idiots um yeah no that was not I'm glad it wasn't my car let's put it that way if it was my car I would have rolled down the yard and set it on fire and claimed insurance <laughs> that's the hard part about mid-engine cars in general though is just they're so hard to work on well most of them I will say like uh I worked on a lot of spec boxster cars when I worked for the IMSA team and those were actually surprisingly easy like spark plugs in a boxster 20, 30, maybe, minutes. 
faster than a fucking BRZ. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, see, the best part about the BRZ is that the engine blows up. You take the engine out. Fresh spark plugs. plugs. Fresh yeah. Plugs. It's a win-win. Yeah. By the way, while you were gone, Wade, we uh, talked about the whole second gen blowing up because we were talking about right hand turns oh yeah and all the oh NASCAR gen. yeah yeah, yeah oh, all cool. the second gen A6 is blowing up so. yeah a hey. little uh, little thing on that too um, actually I think you I think Dylan mentioned this earlier it's part the a lot of the reason why that the uh, the FA24s and the BRZs second gen BRZs drop oil pressure is uh, it's something to do with like, with the oiling channels in the block mm-hmm. yeah they're very poor Hey, what about the modern day hero with the Acura NSX? The hybrid one that we were mm-hmm. talking about? I feel like that car slipped on, right? It might not be as raw as the NA1 and NA2. I think but that's, the, that's a good word to describe. Just, it's not raw. It's not as visceral, I right? Agree. But I mean, good luck getting that out of any car. Yeah. Any modern car that provides X amount of speed. Mm-hmm. Like, even, you know, people are talking about like the 992, 911s. Even a new GT3, of course it's not going to feel like a 930 turbo, right? It's this, it's always like two generations before the new car goes for the old stuff. So like our generation is going for, we're like, oh, well, we don't want, you know, a new NSX. We'd rather have an old one. But the kids that are like five years old right now are going to grow up and be, they're going to grow up around EVs Mm -hmm. and they're going to want the hybrid NSX because that's raw to them. But they don't want the 90s cars because those are too old. Just like we don't want the 40s and 50s cars because they're too old. I mean, speak for well, yourself. Well, yeah, Austin has his own thing. But, <laughs> yeah. but like for me, like I would love to restore an old Datsun 240Z. But I can just have more fun per dollar restoring like an Integra or building a K86, which Heck. that is slowly... I had a conversation with Four Pistons Racing today, which was very nice. Ooh. Yeah. The ball's rolling on that. <laughs> Thankfully, I, they're going to store the engine for a little bit. But I'm going to keep that real quiet for a hush. while. Hush, hush. Until I have the engine and then I have the swap kit done in the car and ready. The hard part that I'm worried about right now is how long I want my car to sit. Because the longer it sits, the worse the fuel gets. And so it's like, do I just buy a running one and then like swap it all in two weeks? That's my plan. Buy right a running one, blow it up, and then swap it. Yeah, but like uh, the, when the engine gets done, the engine can just sit, right? And by the time the engine's done, I'll have a car. And so I can just order the swap kit, which has a lead time of like a month. So get the swap kit in, get the car, pop the engine in, and just take like two weeks off of work and just stay in this garage and get it done. I will gladly pay you. So, so that's speaking of thing. swaps, oh, so I went to go pick up an FA20 last weekend for that car up there. Mm-hmm. The one and I'm buying? Nope. No. Nope. It's my <laughs> daily. I'm buying that white it's car. my daily. Oh, your daily that doesn't run. <laughs> hey, it runs more than that car. But oh, hey, yeah. the uh, we went to go get an FA20 for it. Got a great deal. I'm like, this guy seems a little iffy on it. So, it was an automatic FA20, which is no big deal. I have two of them here that I can swap manual. The difference is that plate right there. The automatic has got a gear that is driven by the camshaft. Okay. But the actual cam carrier itself, this car was hit on the passenger side. Oh. So every molded piece that the bolt would go into for that plate over there yeah. was gone. And he was like, man, I spent three hours getting this motor out. I can't, my leg's broken and stuff. And I'm like, well, you shouldn't have 
pulled out a junky motor. I was like, I'll give you sixteen hundred for it. Which I'm is even have, like high for yeah, one of those. Because I was like, I'm gonna tear this motor down. I don't even know like the structural integrity of it now right. where it's been hit. If it broke that, then what else is broken inside of it? Yeah. You know? I was gonna send you some I found a couple for sale. But yeah. I'll, like, I'll buy your white car and I'll case swap that one. Mm-hmm. I got watts for it over there. That's what that's cool. Imagine a case swap with watts. <sighs> or beam swap. Beams. There's beams. one for sale for like fifteen. And it's it's a it's a done first gen with the beams in it, and this guy was like one of the first ones to do it. I considered doing that online when I was uh, in the process of. I didn't know if I was going to rebuild my motor in it or not, which I luckily didn't have to. Subaru took care of it. I'm like one of a million. (laughs) He was the pre Subaru instead of the new Subaru. I watched that happen too. Yeah, that was uh, what when you blew your motor. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was going through picnic and the it dumped oil. Like on the on the driver's side. Oh no! I was going through picnic. That left hander, or were you the, going towards the overlook? Oh, so that so, right hander. Yes. Oh. And next thing I know, I'm looking backwards. White smoke. I literally pulled a talk to me from initial D when he blows. His oh, head. When he- <laughs> I, I was going all the way around. And it was like slow motion. I was like, oh my gosh! And I stopped right before I hit the mountain. It broke the rear diffuser. You barely touched the mountain. Like barely touched. Have it. y'all seen? Speaking of that exact spot on the mountain, have y'all seen where the Camaro hit the guardrail? Uh-uh. There was like long no. black marks up there. I was wondering. That was like I that was, was for Camaro Fest. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're talking about now. Oh, okay, yeah, but but yeah, so yeah. If, if anyone owns an eight six, or if you're thinking about getting one, put some money aside for an engine. First gen, second gen, put some money aside for an engine. Absolutely. Or be like me that has a bunch of FA twenties that are just sitting here waiting to be rebuilt. You know, you yeah. can sell all those and buy a K swap kit. I guess I'll, I'll tell a story about the speaking of eight sixes. Oh. I uh, I was on my way home from work oh, yeah. last week, and uh, I was I, I was just passing by Walmart and. There was an A86 all black uh, hatchback pulling left into Walmart. Pop-up headlights. I watched him turn. Yeah, pop-up headlights, GTS, everything. I watched him turn. I yanked a right so fast. I followed him into the parking lot. Yeah, I yanked something else too. Um, (laughs) uh, But I I followed him in the parking lot. He had moved here from uh, Canada. It's a Canadian spec car, so no air conditioning at all. Um, no components at all. Um, but you know, I got to talking with him. I gave him my, my card cause I told him I just, I would love to see it on, on my rack. Um, you know, I mean, that's just, that's a, a bucket list car for me. Um, I, I've, I've aligned two coupes in my entire life. I've never done a hatchback. Uh, and I, I got to talking with a guy. He is not the original owner, but he's the second owner. He's owned it for 27 years. Oh, my goodness. Before Initial D. That's wild. So, so you like, know when that came out. He was oh, yeah. Uh, while we were sitting there, we had, like, at least three, seven people. Is that a real 86? <laughs> I mean, dude, I need to get one. <laughs> so bad. Uh, dude, you, you and me both. But if I get one, it's going to be that Initial D tofu spec. But I'm going to tint the windows <laughs> so we can't tell who's driving it. And I'll just oh, show my up. God. Well, you just put... No, no, no. You know how, like... You see the uh, the the the, uh, the queen people waving in the passenger seat, a little sticker oh. that goes on the windshield. Yeah, just I'll put, put like a, a, right yeah, put a talk yeah. me. Like what he's doing on this. the right side, yeah. on the right side, not the left side. Yeah, um, I would love to own one. It's definitely a huge bucket list car for me. And I mean, I, I'm I'm at a financial point where I could afford to replace stuff if needed. The problem is, it's just the pricing of some yeah. of the the upgrades and stuff mm-hmm. is just buy Josh's. Josh will never sell his. Oh, yeah, he put a price on it. Yeah, well, and, and technically Tambers before I get called out. Yeah, but she they, would they put a price on it. Yeah, and it's more than I want. More to than a new, it's more than a new eight six cost MSRP. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But that car is a Honda engine in an 8.6 and it's yeah. purple. And it's a coupe. It I don't want a coupe. Oh, I want a coupe Levin. I want that exact car, but I don't want – this I've, is another thing. Like I don't – that car is so old at this point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Everything's so brittle. Yeah. I mean yeah. you, you – you sneeze on the dash and it'll crack. crack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You guys are got really used to new cars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There is something really nice about driving a car around and be like, wow, mm-hmm. all this works. And it's very <laughs> No, no, yep. I get it. But like, I like being able to take a pl- piece of plastic and be able to bend it a little bit. And it not break. And it not shatter into a million honestly, pieces. you get used to it after a while. You get used to the pain. Yeah, but you also it's like drive. You pinch yourself for a while, and eventually, it just doesn't hurt anymore. You have a Miata. There's a million of them. Miata no, 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 uh, no. gauge cluster. You're forgetting about the Plus. third car that I drove for a very long time. Well, I will gl- say this: the Gremlin, the Javelin, the Javelin. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I will say this: owning a new car, right? Like having my Tiguan. I would rather have that and come visit you guys and do car stuff like this, versus drive around something old and like get my kicks out of an old car. It is so nice when it's 91 degrees outside with a 68% humidity. And you don't have swamp ass. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and, and I have like all my Haggerty stuff in the back. I got table, chairs, I got stuff, and the AC's running, and my Apple CarPlay works. Like I've, I've driven, I've owned a ton of cars, I've owned over 30 cars. I this, know what it's like to drive an old car, and I know what it's like to drive a new car. I'll honestly, pick a new car most of the time. Honestly, this is my, it's my friends, it's called domesticated. Honestly, like. <laughs> I've driven a lot of old cars, and they can be very reliable Agreed. if it's done properly. Yeah. You just have to understand how it works. The, the Javelin, with the exception of a um, with the intake fuel filter, uh, you know, getting sucked up into the uh, fuel feed. Uh, with the exception of that one time, it has never <laughs> left me stranded. Here's the thing about ever. Here's the thing about the old cars. Instead of paying for a car payment, oh, you're <laughs> Instead of paying it for a car payment, you're paying for maintenance, you're paying for repairs, etc. And the other thing is, is how many times have you popped your hood in the last four months? On um, on your car, on your Miata, the one you drive all the time. I check the oil once a year. Okay. No, honestly, I check I check the oil occasionally. All right. Now here here same question, Dylan. When was the last time you popped the hood on the Tiguan? No. Since I've owned it. You know what's cool about that thing? (laughs) I get six free oil changes, right? It's just like part of it. Drop it off. It gets maintained. Guess what? When it comes to parts, oh, they're all at the dealership. Now, granted, part of this is like I'm having to take a hiatus from the fun stuff because I'm going to build a car that doesn't have a radio, doesn't have AC. It's a bare bones car, right? But being able to go back and forth between the two is very nice to position myself because I could go – I could have three cheap cars, Hmm? And make that, or I can have one car that I'm not doing a ton of fun stuff right now, but it's it's easier, it looks more professional, it presents better, and it's more utilitarian. And don't get me wrong, like, there's a reason I own a Sequoia as my daily driver, for that same reason that you're talking about, like, I just don't have to mm-hmm. worry about maintenance. Mm-hmm. But... She also don't have to worry about a car payment. But, like, yeah. So, but the only thing is, is, like, when I hop in the Sequoia, the only thing, the only enjoyment I get out of it is I know it's going to get me to work in the, in the morning. That's the only real enjoyment I get out of it. Versus, like, on any older car, it's just like, I hop in and I'm like, this is a pleasant place to be. I like this. I like the way the AC switch turns on. I like the way the clutch depresses. And this is is why everyone owns different cars, right? Because for the reason Austin says, I don't get a ton of fun for my Sequoia, I have a ton of fun for my Tiguan because I can just get in there. Not worried. The amount of mental peace I get from owning a newer car. And I've, I've been right on that line of like, I'm about to spend X amount on a car payment. 
say you're going to get a car, it's 300 bucks a month, right? Mm-hmm. You can buy a cheap car and spend $300 a month in maintenance mm-hmm. or buy a new car and spend $300 a month in a car payment. And that's where a lot of people, you know, go this way or that way yep. because it's all preference, right? Some people want to have two old cars instead of one new car. But, I mean, you don't have to have a ton of money and even maintenance if it's, like I said, if you get a proper car. Well, I mean, if you buy... They all are going to require maintenance. If you buy... Well, buy I mean, a, even the new car will, though. Yeah, but sorry look at a new fireworks. A6. Yeah, sorry about the... Huh? You look at a new A6. <laughs> yeah, but, that, but, I mean, if you're talking about the echelon of new cars in general, it's overall going to require less maintenance most of the time than an old car will. No, no, and I completely At least agree. at first. Unless it's a 98 Toyota Camry. Then it'll last forever. It'll last forever. Have you seen the joke about, like, the Toyota issues a recall for 98 Toyota Camrys because owners should have gotten something different by now? <laughs> they even, yeah, like, the recent GR ad, they had a skit on there on the recent GR ad with the Toyota people and everything. They were like, hey, we're coming up. There's a Toyota Camry on the side of the road. We need to stop. And he's like, no, that's a trap. Toyotas don't break. And yeah, it shows if he rips off his mask. <laughs> Really, really uh, interesting. Hey, I got a question for you, Doug. Uh-oh. So I know you love the A86. Yeah. Talking me spec. Would you rather have that, or would you rather have your petty Superbird? Oh, Superbird. Sorry. Superbird. Uh, oh yeah. no. Man. I'm not even questioning that. Ooh. Would you rather have, say, all maintenance paid for, parts on the shelf, A86 or NSX? Mm. Whoa. Like you're, you're. I'm talking like just theoretically factory spec. Perfectly maintained. All your maintenance is taken care of. Parts are taken care of. Insurance is taken care of. Daily driver, though? Nope. Second car. Third Ooh. car. Whatever. I forget how many cars you have. A6? You'd rather have that over I'd a rather six? have a, a, a... You know, I mean, we're talking about the, the pinnacle, you know, the perfect peak. one. Yeah, like yeah. peak panda. But, like, the thing with me is, is, like, as much as I love the NSX, that means the same thing with the Superbird versus the A6. I would rather have a Superbird because the thing is, is if if I ever needed a financial downfall and I need to sell it, yeah. an A86 in mint condition can get the same amount as an NSX will. Yeah. But a Superbird is worth half a million to a million dollars right now. Yep. And an NSX or an A86 doesn't come anywhere close to that. Oh, we just insured a guy that has a barn of 36 cars and he has a real Superbird and a real Cobra and a real 356 Speedster. Oh my God. He just handed them all down to his kids. They had no idea he had all of them. It's 36 cars. Jesus Christ. And yeah, it's, uh, I think they're, I, I, I can't get into numbers, but it's over $5 million worth of cars. There is a pretty much Richard Petty Blue Superbird on Marketplace right now. Mm-hmm. and Like a real one? Yes. Wow. And I am fangirling, but I can, <laughs> I would never be able to afford it. It's probably worth my house times 30. Jeez. I'll have to look it up if it's still there. If it's still there. If. If, yeah. So, continuing on with, like, modern to old, is it is it more or less, like, especially with the used market right now, like, have you guys seen the used market? It's new, insane. It's new dumb. sixes are cheaper than used ones. Yeah. But a lot of dealerships are leveraging, like, okay, get a new car. Good luck waiting 18 months for it. So, speaking of waiting 18 months, my brother, when he ordered his second-gen BRZ, he... Ordered it in like April of this year, of last year, oh. <laughs> and he did not pick it up until after Christmas. My God, I, I, I got lucky and found mine before all this stuff went crazy, and I paid under thirty grand for my eight six. 
which is like uh, those cards under thirty grand. That's a that to me is a good deal. But yeah, with the with the new versus old thing, right? It's why I've I've owned a lot of cars, but I've rarely had like a appliance car, right? Like right. the the Tiguan is an appliance. It's A to B. I'll take it up to the Dragon, but not to drive hard, just because it's my only car right now. And there is something to be said about I've I've always had one car that was like my track toge daily, dumping money into it. But I think. Car. Yeah, but I think from here on out, like, and it's probably just me getting older. I'm 27. I will probably just stick with two cars, right? Like, I was even looking today at upgrading from the Tiguan to, like, a Durango RT or an Explorer ST. Because they can tow about five, six, seven thousand pounds. They can seat six very comfortably. There's enough room. And, like, that's like a family car, right? But imagine taking everybody to Road Atlanta. Taking everybody to Charlotte. What if... Uh Fix me on it because I'm probably going to get them on it wrong. Is it the Audi? What's the wagon with the giant caliber? RS6. RS6 yeah. pulling the K-swapped. That would be, I don't know. I mean, yeah, because it makes enough torque. I bet you it has. Doug, can you look that up since you're on your phone? It's got enough brakes. RS, RS6 tow rating. Talk about the Avant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the only, boys. so that's the only, when you think, when you hear RS6, they don't make a sedan. They only make a wagon. Dude, that purple Bonk. color they have in that car, gosh, it looks so good. Yeah, the purple color is my but, favorite. But down. going back to the new versus old, right? I think now I'm finally at the point in my life to where I can have old being a K-swapped 8.6 that has nothing in it. And then new being whatever appliance car I have. I'm very fortunate to be with Haggerty and be able to afford that, right? I've always had whatever jobs and had to kind of pull all my income for what I really wanted to enjoy. But I will always make the case for whatever you can actually afford and i'm not talking about like scraping together gas money like what you can afford comfortably if it's a honda fit with three sets of tires so you're not buying tires every month do that you know if, if you can afford a new car if you can afford a new 86 go for it if you have 30 grand spend it how you want what is it Doug? almost 4800 pounds that can tell k swapped 86 yep. my car is going to weigh 25 and put an aluminum trailer it's 1500 pounds Four grand right there. I mean, even a steel trailer, that's nothing for it. Yeah. See, okay, the thing about me about ever owning a car that's all gutted out, race car, yada, 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 is you find yourself not wanting to drive it that much as you get older. Was that the uh, only time I drive mine? Like yeah. You get my point. Because it's uncomfortable. You gotta feel like you got to crawl into it every time. <laughs> but this is a car where I've, I've chased this idea for about four and a half years of doing this, and I just haven't had the financial means, and now I do. And and K Power, who provides the swap kit, you can get AC in that car. But but like I've had this dream of mine ever since I really got into mountain driving of like Toge Mount. Right? Of like I'm not trying to be the fastest in the world, but like what one of those cars would be like. The Jace Racing S two thousand, the Feed F D, wow, the okay. Revolution eight six. People that watch Best Motoring know what I'm talking about, right? The cars like that. I want a car like that. That it's like I go up to the gap because that car I want to drive. If I get in that car, I'm going driving, right? And I want it to be that, just a driver's car. I don't want compromises. I don't want, okay, we're going to put a scene in because it might be hot today. If it's hot, I just won't drive it or I'll just deal with it. Or you'll just drive shirtless. Well, that's, that's why I've done it. VRZ, like, even though it has AC, I've never, I always I never have the windows now. Well, and you also have a harness. So can you reach the AC button? Yeah, from, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah I can. In my Miata. Uh, the Integra doesn't have AC, and yeah. I still rarely drive it. 
Mine makes the most god awful noise when I turn the AC on in the BRZ. You can hear like <laughs> every harmonic in the transmission just yeah. It's hot too. Like, even because I don't have any carpet or nothing. Like, oh, trans tunnel gets so hot. But yeah, but like this car that I'm building, right? Is like everything I've learned about cars. I want to put into this. I don't want to cut corners, and I want this to be my car through and through. I've wanted this for so long, and so you know. And this is different for everybody. Some people want AC in their race car. Some people don't. Some people build $90,000 golf R's that compete in World Time Attack, right? And some people build $80,000 K cars that run sub one at Sakuba. You know, for me, I've wanted to pursue this dream of like a K-swapped 8.6 that weighs 2,500 pounds, makes 300 wheel, and has XYZ part. And just to have going to Road Atlanta, AMP to the Dragon to Blood Mountain wherever just because when you're in that car it's a driver's car it's new enough talking about the new car thing it's new enough to not feel old but it's old enough to not feel new it's like right in that middle gap yeah completely agree too I, I just want my FD with like all the all the Gucci's, all the Gucci stuff the Gucci stuff someone sent this man a Narita dogfight gift box mm-hmm. didn't they just no they didn't I was, I was what the seats just, or the well no they, they I thought they had some other stuff coming out uh, uh, Never Content is doing their nine-year anniversary at the end of this month. Oh, wow. He's, he's been for nine years. Austin, yeah. No. Other Austin. <laughs> he also wrapped his FD red. He's got two. Oh, so he has... Okay, the, the red one, he put, they're both on Regas, so it confused me. Which yeah. best wheel out there? Best yep. wheel. It best makes me wheel. sad, though. I'm not putting them on my 8.6. Why not? I can't. Uh, yes. They don't fit. I want to run a 17 by 9 and they don't have a 17 by 9 and a 5 by 100 They have a 17 by 8.25 that's weird. Very, yeah. very Russian. Russian. Speaking of Regas, <laughs> you know Ben Mish, don't you? No idea, bro. The white, the, the hard times racing FD. Ooh. I'll have to look it up. Oh, you posted it. Oh, Wu Tang Ben. Yeah, Wu Tang Ben. Yeah. yeah. If you guys want to see a really clean FD, go on Instagram right now. Has AC in it? Huh? Twin, twin Turbo. I think it's on It's on the upgraded. Wait, what's the, what is it called? Wu Tang uh, Ben. Wu Tang Ben. It's his Instagram. Ben Mish. He's from uh, somewhere in, up north, I think. But he, man, his car is super clean. It's got the uh, REMME wide body kit, flush headlights. Uh, he beats that whoa. car too, Dude, man. He rips that car. I love it. I'm sorry, I like flippies. I don't know what? if I could do the fixed headlights for them. <laughs> funny thing about flippies, Ooh. back when my car was running, I was going down 411 one day, and there's a button that you can push. It'll make the headlights go up, but the lights will come off. In the yeah. FD? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going down the road, and I don't know what made this go through my head but for some reason I pushed the button as I'm going down the road and my headlight cover flies like <laughs> oh, no. I pull over and I'm running back to this head. I can see it in the middle of the road and a freaking 18 wheeler just right as I mean I'm from here to the door oh no exploded. that hurts oh, oh, and how no. much was the replacement it was like $200 for an unpainted <laughs> that's okay, actually that's super nice that's, that's better than I thought yeah. I was expecting like eight, 900 bucks yeah. but that was pre-COVID Ugh, that's still... I think so, yeah. Because another crazy thing, people are going to cry when they hear this. So my FD, when I bought it, I mean, you can ask anybody in here. The car was mint. I mean, it's it's a clean car. It's yeah. more. <laughs> I mean, it's still clean. It's just he got dusty. Yeah. It's dusty. He got dusty. it on the fence. But I paid $20,000 for that car. And the FD market, it was like instantly after I bought that car. Oh, went my God. Wait, yeah. Did you see what happened recently? So I'm bringing a trailer like six months ago. I studied the values, right, for Haggerty and all that. So about six months ago, there's a black one. It sold for 136 grand. 
Did you see what happened with the silver one last week? Oh, uh, I think I did. 148. God dang. So, right, so it was crazy. The FD market was coming down. They were back in the 30s and 40s. And even high 20s for some of them that weren't yeah. the best. And then that black one sold. They're all back up in the 60s. They started coming down to the 50s. That silver so one sold. Now they're all in the 70s. Yeah, they're oh all my God. 70, 60, low 50, or high 50s. For a Miata. No. For a Miata. <laughs> I want this car oh, so show that today. bad. For a Miata with a proper Mazda engine. I want that so bad. Ooh, that's beautiful. Hey, one thing. Will the Miata ever get to the point of where so many people buy them and clap them out that they will just be... Go up in value? Yeah. I think I'm always considered. I'm like wondering if that'll happen. No, I I think they made. I mean, they made over a million of them. Yeah. Man. I, I I think it'll always be cheap. It, it'll be like the Civic, right? Like Civics aren't ever gonna become. You know, you're gonna have <laughs> your like one out of ten thousand. That's yeah. one owner with three hundred miles for the last twenty years. But I mean, that is like I said, one in probably ten hundred thousand. So I think Miatas are always gonna be cheap. But guys. I think that's a good way to wrap up the podcast. Had some crazy topics tonight. Talked about all kinds of bomb giving in NASCAR to <laughs> mid-ship Toyotas and Hondas. To how much FDs are being sold for? Subaru exactly. fix your engine. Yep, Subaru fix your engine. Subaru stopped making the car. Toyota put the GR Corolla engine in that. Imagine a GR Corolla engine in an 8.6. It's three horsepower. B58 in that boy. B48. B. B48's better weight balance. <laughs> V fifty one. No, doesn't Lexus right now have a V eight that's on the market, or is it? Yeah, but that that would be way too heavy. Yeah, yeah. I think the GR Corolla can go far back enough in the eight six chassis. It'd be a modern day S fifteen. Yeah, you're talking three hundred wheel two seventy torque from a three cylinder. That would be nice. something else. Nice little free for all today on the topics. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, wide open. Thanks, it. everyone, for kind of hanging out for that one. That was kind of bouncing all around the garage. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys have a fantastic week, fantastic day. Hopefully, if you're listening on Monday, it's not too, too bad. But, guys, thank you so much for tuning in on Spotify. Be sure to check us out on 120.com. Get you some merch on there. We are doing a 10% off sale right now, so everything is the same price. We're going to have some new products listed above. So, guys, we will see you next time. And, as always, keep it in the best.